See, I promise her I will not embarrass her by saying she's pulled together and perky. I promise you I won't do that. But we miss her dearly here at Nesson. <laughs> she's now going to bigger and better things at the NHL Network. Catherine Tappen. How you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. Now you guys pump my tires like that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably knew it was coming when you came back here anyway, right? Oh, yes. No, definitely. No, it's good to hear you guys. How's everything? Everything's doing. Uh, we're doing just fine here. I, I've got to ask you, are we seeing different playoffs this year? Certainly we are with the Penguins and the Flyers. It's been a bizarre, but I think thoroughly entertaining series. Are we seeing a little different style of play, more physical, more fighting than we than we have in the last few years? Oh, there's no question. I mean, there have been, when you know, when Rafi Torres gets suspended tomorrow, which we do anticipate, there's going to be eight suspensions in the last seven days. There were seven total in all four rounds of last year's playoff series. So the numbers speak for themselves, but also just in the games themselves. I mean, I, I've never seen this in a given night. Every night we're watching each game, and we've got them all on the monitors in front of us. And there's not a single series that has not had a physical battle in, in these games. I mean, you look at St. Louis-San Jose even, two teams that – maybe were unlikely to be the physical components. And the last game, they're battling it out past the whistle. So I think uh, what you're seeing is certainly a changing trend and something we really haven't seen, especially in that Flyers-Penguin uh, series. Okay, why? Brendan Shanahan's brought in here to be the policeman and obviously was doing a pretty good job. There were a lot of suspensions. They were protecting uh, the concussions. And now suddenly the playoffs are like this. What happened? Yeah, that, that's a million-dollar question. Why? We don't know. I mean, I... To be honest, I think that the way the rivalries have paired up in the East and the West have kind of, you know, catered to this. You look at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, the Battle of Pennsylvania there with the Pens and the Flyers. You knew something was going to go on. Even the Bruins and the Caps. I mean, these two teams face each other tons of times. They know each other. Uh, I did not expect it in the Rangers-Ottawa series at all, but it's become pretty heated in that as well. I think the the emotions are high. Uh, It's been a long season for all these teams, but I'm shocked at the way it seems like they've done a 180 from what they were doing during the regular season. It's like all bets are off now. Suspensions are being handed out. Everything Brendan Shanahan tried to implement during the regular season has apparently just gone out of the heads of these players. And we're seeing stuff that never happened during the regular season, which is unfortunate because now's the time you want to make sure that the game of hockey is, is kept the way it should be played because you have that many more eyeballs watching the playoffs. You know, given this history and given the hit, and I think by everybody's standard, it was a dirty hit by a dirty player. I think Shannon has to come down and come down hard tomorrow here at the NHL on tours. What are you expecting for total game suspension here when they finally announce what what, what is indefinite? What is that going to be? Yeah, I mean, Kirk, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be big. I think this is that this is the type of situation where Brendan Shanahan is going to make an example because he can. Because Rafi Torres is a repeat offender. It was a dirty hit. He left his feet. The puck was gone off the stick of Marion Hose. They didn't even have the puck. So. This is a clear example, much like what we saw with Nathan Horton and Aaron Rome last year, only worse because of the frames and the count that it took for Rafi Torres to make the hit late. So you're going to see, I, I would bet, somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 games. It's got to be, Catherine, right? I mean, you, you have to set 
draw the line right here, right? It has to be at least that, doesn't it? Yeah, he has to. But also, it's a matter of, you know, Brendan Shanahan's not going to do it just to make an example out of Rafi Torres. He's going to do it by the rules that he's abided by all year long Mm -hmm. with handing out suspensions. So it's going to be in pretty, it's going to be very consistent with what he has done so far. And along those lines, it's going to be a long suspension, especially because Rafi Torres has done this before. He's known throughout the league as being this kind of a player. And Shanahan's going to make him sit. He's going to make him sit through the rest of this season, through next season. And I would not be surprised if, if it's going to be a very, very lengthy suspension. Catherine, Dale Hunter and the Caps are beside themselves with the Nicholas Backstrom uh, match penalty the other night and the one-game suspension. Was it deserved? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what you get with a match penalty in the final, when, when it happened in the game. It was, it was an emotional play by Nicholas Backstrom. He obviously let himself get carried away there. It shouldn't have happened, but the bottom line is if you do that, you're going to sit. And uh, I know that they're furious about it. He's their top centerman. He's you know, one of the, the heart and soul of that team, really, outside of Alex Ovechkin. I think Backstrom is even more. He missed 41 games this season already, so they just got him back and he was playing so well for them. So obviously they're going to be upset about it, but I think more what Dale Hunter was upset about was that he was commenting that the Bruins were going after their players and that they were you know, purposely trying to drive the head of players, which is completely incorrect. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's warranted. He's going to have to sit for this game. That made no sense to me, in that they were basically playing on Backstrom's concussion and saying, well, this guy already lost 41 games because of it. Why would he be doing something like this? Well, you can see it. It's right there on, on video. You, you <laughs> right, saw what he exactly. did. I mean, it's plain and clear. There's so many camera angles in these games that, you know, it's easy to it, – it, that's the thing with the referees. It's easy to miss the calls. But a call like that, you can't miss. I mean, it's right in front of the refs. It's at the end of the game. He went right up to Peverly and cross-checked him. You cannot do that. So whether or not they agree with it or he already sat X amount of games this season with the concussion, it doesn't matter. He committed a penalty, a match penalty, and he's going to sit. Which one of these teams down 3-1, Catherine, if you either one, do you give a shot here to win this series, Vancouver or, or uh, Pittsburgh? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I'd, I'd have to give it to Vancouver just because I don't like the fact that L.A. has four days rest now going into Game 5 in Vancouver on Sunday night. But to be honest, I think it's going to be really hard for both of them to come back. Pittsburgh has their hands full. That Flyers team, whatever is going on with them right now, I mean, they are clicking on all cylinders. Last night I think was a fluke, and I think that was just a – Classic example of a desperate Penguins hockey team needing to get that win. But I don't think the Penguins come out of that series. And I'm shocked because I had them going all the way and, you know, possibly even winning the Cup. So, I don't know. It's, it's, been, it's been wild. But I think Vancouver, if they keep Corey Schneider in net, now they have Daniel Sedin back in the lineup, I think they're going to, you know, they have the best chance to beat L.A. But I still don't think they're going to do it. One of the strange thing about the Flyers is that toward the end of the season, Briskoloff was so good. He had all of those shutouts, and you're sitting there going, well, the Flyers have finally found the goaltender they need, and now they get wrapped up in this type of playoff where they're up three games to one, but their goaltending has been very shaky. Yeah, and on the other end of the ice, it's been shaky for the Pens, too, and Marc-Andre Fleury has been great for the Penguins all year. Yep. He's won a cup. He knows how to get the job done. It's bizarre, but I, you know what? It's, it's not just the goaltenders in this series. It's the defense, and I don't know where they've been through the first four games, but they are non-existent, and as a result, the goaltenders are, you know, left pretty much out to dry. So when you saw Brzezalov get pulled last night and Bobrovsky go in, 
two, you know, one of those goals I know he would have liked to have back, but two of them were, you know, misplayed by the defense. And I think that, you know, Peter Laviolette needed to wake up his team. Brzezgalov had to come out. I mean, it's a wild series. I don't think anybody can explain it. We had Paul Maurice on the set with us analyzing the games the last couple of nights, and even he's befuddled. I mean, nobody knows what's going on in that series, why no one's playing defense and the goaltenders are terrible when they've been good all year. Right. You think the Bruins lose another game in this series? You think they win in five games, six games? I think they win in six. I don't think uh, – I think Washington's a very good team, and I think because they had a lot of momentum coming out of the regular season into the playoffs, they've, they still have that going for them. Um, you know, they, they played well without Backstrom in the lineup when he was out with a concussion, so I think you're going to see a good Washington Capitals team tonight, and I do believe that this series is probably going to go six games, but – I think the Boston Bruins are the better team. They're deeper. They're stronger. I think they have the willpower, and, and the, uh, I think they're a smarter team than the Washington Capitals, and they're better coached. So uh, I do see the Bruins coming out of this one, but I think it'll take six. I was going to say the only problem they have is the power play, but that didn't disturb them a year ago. <laughs> that wasn't That's a, true, exactly. Uh, they found a way to win the cup without a power play. <laughs> which is uh, pretty amazing. So you enjoying this national gig? I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I love it. I go home. Uh, I'm up in Toronto a couple of days a week, and I go home to Boston on my days off, and I love being home and, you know, getting feedback from people down there. So it's, it's been a grind, though. You know, we get on the set at 920, and we're there till in these playoffs, 233 in the morning. So I've become a bit of a vampire, I guess. But it's, it's very exciting. It's really neat to cover all 30 teams the way I did cover the Bruins. And, I, of course, I love seeing the Bruins win. My heart is still with them and, and in Boston. So, um, it's been a transition, though, for sure. Yeah, you got a couple guys excited when you mentioned the vampire thing right there. Hey, it's great. <laughs> it's always great talking to you. Conti- continued success, and we'll be watching. All right, guys. Thanks. Anytime. See you, Take see you thanks, later. Catherine. That's Catherine Tappen. Quick break. We'll get right back to your phone calls at 617-779-0850. Toll free 888-525-0850. Here to the big show.